0: I'm delighted, I've been la dee Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potin' I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what, I got it you should do it too, you will never lose, if you ever
1: do, must have been a ruse, Ricky that's my dude, Stoops is super cool, sharks up in the pool, I've been sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win, spend a little again, I've been for spittle to them, my god I riddled again, I told them stop clowning around, they said what goes up comes down, I said I'm down with the sickness, my team stay ill now, come get this, I'm just so dead in stay ready I Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our player profiles. Last week, we talked about the Big 12 quarterbacks. If you haven't listened to that yet, it was a great show. We had uh kane fossil on the show with us, and we we talked about the entire we encompassed the entire uh conference of quarterbacks as well um but today we're going to tackle the running back position as always. I am joined by my partner here stoops, how are you today, sir
2: I'm doing great i uh went out to a buddy's food truck last night, so hung out there for the evening and ready to talk some running backs today, especially in the big twelve um i found myself i kind of told you how i found myself uh in the the area that I'm going to be talking about definitely looking at it more from a, a football aspect. And then obviously which relates to fantasy, but I just kept thinking differently on this one. So I'm excited to, to dive in went a little different with it. So.
1: Yeah. It, and that's the thing. Like it's all about trying to find a different perspective and trying to understand things in ways that, um, you know, to kind of figure out what the difference is, what we're trying to find, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? That it, It's a big difference. And that was, Kind of whenever I picked my guy, I, I kind of knew where I was already going to go with him. But then as I dove into him, it's like, oh, OK, well, this guy doesn't have as many carries, but he's still, you know, very, very fluent in what he's doing. But um, it's it's been a big week. Um, I'm excited. I'm ready to kind of dive into these running backs. So, Stoops, go ahead and kick us off with who you're going to talk about.
2: Yeah. So when uh, whenever you told me who you were going to talk about, I was like, all right, cool. Now I need, now I need to, to figure it out. Right. So I'm thinking around and I'm like, man, I could talk about this guy. And I was like, no, everyone talks about him. And then I started thinking maybe this other one. So I asked you, I was like, can I just talk about the Longhorns running back group like as a whole? So essentially the whole backfield and kind of what's been going on. And you said, I don't care. Go for it. So I did. So just to start off with, I mean, we've got Keontae Ingram, um, and it's Roshan Johnson, Daniel Young, and then they've got the incoming running back, uh, five-star prospect, number one running back in the country. Bijan Robinson, who I think is just an absolute monster. Um, but then I started thinking back more on that, right, from the football aspect. When you're a top prospect, <clears throat> top prospect like that, especially at the running back position, when you look at the film, you're going to dominate these people, right? It's just, it's just how it goes when you go D1, especially top 15 in your class. Um, but I just love what I saw from on the film from Bijan. But you've got yeah Ingram, Johnson, Young, and Robinson back there in the, the running back area at the Longhorns. Uh, School. So look at the stats from last year. Keontae Ingram, this is where I started to at at first started to really kind of question like, you know, is he is he worth it? Is he worth your Debbie draft uh, time? Anything like that? He had 143 rush attempts, 853 yards and seven rushing touchdowns with 29 receptions on 34 targets and 242 yards. So when you break it all down, he had over a thousand yards for the season. But when you look at it compared to other running backs uh, around the NCAA those numbers don't quite match up, right? He's just kind of a middle-of-the-road guy. But then it's like you watch the film and you start to see really what his true abilities are. Like he is a solid running back. He is a solid, solid running back. It just really came down to the, the aspect that the coaching staff just didn't give him the opportunities. That That's ultimately what I feel it was. Um, and then obviously I talked about it. Sam Ellinger. Having what was, I think it was like 167 rush attempts, which again, we've talked about the quarterback aspect of it, right? What is truly a a rush attempt? What is not when they get sacked? Like they almost consider that a rush attempt. So a little bit skewed there, but still the fact that he had that many, and we understand he is a a running style quarterback. He is definitely a dual threat um, able so we know that'll play a factor into it as well. But you, you still got to get your starting running back 143 or more than 143 rush attempts, in my opinion. So I'm hoping to see that increase this year, even with Bijan coming in, who I think will be the number two guy there, um, at least for a little while, potentially taking over that starting job. But we'll see there. When you go down a little bit further, you got Roshan, who was actually recruited as a quarterback. He was moved to running back once he got there because of all the injuries that really started to, to come into play, and and Jordan Whittington was the first one that really popped into my to my mind. I think he got hurt in the first game, just after a couple of plays. Um, he was a five star, you know, athlete. Jordan Whittington was coming out of high school, so he was he was expected to to do a lot, a lot of stuff. But he ended up going down. So they moved Roshan Johnson to running back, and he, um, like I said, he was a dual threat coming out of high school. So he definitely helped out back there. But he only saw 123 rush attempts, 649 yards, and seven touchdowns. <clears throat> so it's again. Not a lot. You know, it's great for a second string running back, but at the same time, it's just not a whole lot of rush attempts. Then you break it down Daniel Young was the other one back there 58 rush attempts, 216 yards, and two touchdowns. So the total landscape in the running back situation last year for the Longhorns just wasn't really all that great, albeit big injury concerns. But what I really started to look at was I looked at Keontae Ingram and Roshan Johnson's um, stats through the 13 games that they had played. So Keontae Ingram, when you look at it as a whole, he had five games where he went for 100-plus yards. He had three games where he was between 75 to 99 yards, and then he had another five games where he was less than 74 yards, and three of those he had 21 yards or less. So you're talking he was either 38.5% of 100-plus yards or 385 for 74 or less. To me, that's a that's a big play calling thing, right? Because in, in 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 some of those games, I mean, he only had, I didn't jot it down, but there was one where he had three total touches in this game. He had eight in this game, four in this game. Like, how are you not giving him the ball at least minimum 10 to 15 times a game? That that's that's honestly what I think. So I went a little bit more. Seven games where he had 15 plus touches. He averaged 110.9 yards in those games, and the team had a 5-2 and two record. When you look at it, he had six games with 14 or less touches, and he only had 53.2 yards per game, and the team was 3-3. Three and three. Obviously, I'm not saying that Keontae Ingram is the reason that they're going to win a game, but it just seems like he plays a big enough role. right? When you get the running game going, the passing game opens up. So it's just something you've got you've to get involved with. Um, but then I combined, right? Ingram and Johnson. I combined combined their stats. So when they were, had 125 combined yards, the team was eight and two. When Roshan and Keontae Ingram had less than 125 combined yards, they were zero and three. So it just speaks volumes to the fact that the coaching staff has got to figure out how to get the running game going. They've got to get it going. It just, it, it's just kind of been. I don't want to call it a proven fact, but I feel like it kind of has been where when your running game is going, you're going to more than often, more than likely win the game, unless your passing game is just awful that one, you know, that, that week, but it didn't happen. I just think that they've got to get these running backs more involved. I think the talent is continuing to just skyrocket there. Um, they're finally, they've always had top recruiting classes, right? It, it, it's not so much that they haven't been getting talent coming in. But that brings me to my next point. As far as the running back situation goes, Bijan Robinson, right? Like I said, he's the 15th ranked player in the class. He was a five-star or is a five-star prospect, number one running back, and he was the number two player coming out of Arizona. The Longhorns haven't had a, a running back commit since 2012 of that caliber, and that was Jonathan Gray. He was number six in the nation, number one running back, and number two player in the state of Texas. I don't know if you saw the tweet that I sent out, Jonathan Gray's high school stats were ridiculous. I remember, <laughs> tangent, I remember watching like during his senior year, it just was on the news all the time like, oh, he's at 47 touchdowns now. He's at 55 touchdowns. He's at 65 touchdowns. Like he just kept just skyrocketing his touchdowns in his yards, and it was just unbelievable to, to watch what, what he was doing at you know the high school level. But he obviously did not transition once he made it to the college level. He just wasn't what everyone kind of really expected him to become. Um, And that happens sometimes, but they haven't had a, a commit of this caliber in quite some time. So I'm hoping that Bijan can really come in and just start to to showcase his true abilities, especially at the next level. But brings me to the final points that I have here. And, you know, Jordan, Jordan Whittington, he was um at the running back position. He was an athlete coming out of high school when he was at Cuero. He was a he was a do it all kind of guy. Right. If you watch the state championship game, you'll see that. I mean, he had over I think it was over 300 total yards five touchdowns or some stupid number like that but they're moving him to the slot receiver so he's not going to be in the backfield anymore but they're still going to get the ball into his hand so injuries were a big concern last year as i've already said so hopefully they could stay healthy and i think that's going to do wonders for them and they're returning key starters on the offensive line which is huge whenever you have experience on the offensive line that's going to be a big big um, boost for everybody not even just the running backs but it's going to be a big boost for everybody which in turn helps the running backs so um it's going to be a big year for for Ingram. I think a lot of people still believe in him, um, as they should, especially if you watch the film. Because I'm guilty of it. I was like, man, I, I just don't know. Like he's his numbers aren't there. He's not doing it. But when I um, when I started watching the film, he's a physical runner. He is able to gain those extra yards. He can catch the ball um, very well. I, I was very impressed with with how he can catch the ball. Um, out of the backfield, and that's definitely something like we've always said every week, pretty much when we talk running backs, they'll get you on the field at the next level. Um, I still think, and and this is just maybe my my biased opinion on on such a Bijan Robinson fan. I still think that he's going to end up taking the the heavy workload at some point throughout the season. It may end up being halfway through to where he essentially becomes a starter and really starts to take off. And I think a lot of it's just more so because they have a longer shelf life per se with him because ingram potentially could leave after this season will he I, I i don't know right we we don't know that but um it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes um and, and we'll see that i already said it so actually so sam allen had 161 rush attempts i've got it further down here in my stats now but he was number one on the team in rush attempts and number two in rushing yards with 657 yards and he tied for number one in rushing touchdowns with seven which that number doesn't really um concern me as much because when you're closer to the red zone or the end zone, I should say in the red zone, whatever, he's going to run for some touchdowns. I'm not a concern with that one, but just having him be number one, or the fact that he's number one in rush attempts is a little bit alarming to me. But again, other quarterbacks have done that and it's worked out just fine. So we'll see what happens there. But overall, man, I'm a fan of, uh, of Keontae Ingram, but as a whole, looking at the Longhorns backfield, the coaching staff has got to make some changes this year. And I understand it's essentially a whole new coaching staff coming in aside from the head coach, right? So hopefully they can see that and and hopefully they they make it happen. Um, but my biggest thing is this, right? And I wish I would have realized this sooner because all my Debbie drafts are over now, especially the <laughs> startup ones. You can more than likely get Keontae Ingram for pretty cheap, especially at an auction um i'd have to think you could probably get him it depends on your budget and the ones that we were in i would be shocked if he went for more than even 10 bucks to be honest with you you know maybe go up to 20 maybe yeah. but and that that's we had a we had a large budget i think it was what like Twelve hundred bucks. What's, well, that was for the startup. I think the oh, for four, like four hundred. Yeah, four hundred bucks. Um, that's that's a little bit larger than some other ones for Debbie's. but nonetheless, you can get him for a very reasonable price. Unless you come across the the few that probably still are, are heavy, heavy believers. But man, I wish I would have realized this sooner because I actually would love to have him on some of my Debbie rosters because I think the potential's there. I think he is still someone that can definitely excel at the next level. You just got to give him the opportunity. When you look at the season before this past one. He had a phenomenal year. I don't have those stats jotted down. I just looked at 2019 year, but he did have some phenomenal stats. And that's why a lot of people got behind him. And then this year it was just I it, and I hate to say it, but it was poor play calling. I just you just didn't give him the ball enough. So I definitely think he can he can showcase his abilities. And I think with him and, and Robinson in that backfield and then even having Roshan Johnson, you know, mixed in there, I think it's it's gonna definitely be a different Longhorn team than what we've seen in the past. Um it's going to be interesting, though, man. It's going to be interesting to see if they they really turn things around. I think the
1: one thing that's going to be funny is when somebody listens to this podcast, and 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 as you were as you were talking, I was like, every a lot of the points that you made on behalf of Ingram are the exact same points that I'm going to make for Brooks, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the lack of handing off the ball. Whether it's um, not understanding why he's not getting the ball more, he should be a bell cow, should be work hurt, workhorse. Obviously, the different perspective here. The guy I'm going to talk about is Kennedy Brooks out of Oklahoma. You know, he did have Jalen Hurts, who is a you know a run quarter, <clears throat> sorry, a run quarterback. And and the thing about it is 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 it's it's the plus side for Kennedy Brooks is, you know, is he has the all the potential in the world to really be that security blanket this year for us uh, for, for Rattler. All right, but back to Brooks here, 5'10", 206, four-star prospect. A um, few key notes right off the top. He was picked on the Athens preseason, all big 12 first team running back right next to Chuba this year. Um, they just announced it about two days ago. I thought that was pretty solid for him to come out, kind of come out the gate. Let's look at the stats a little bit. 2018, 100, um, 1150. 50 sorry 1100 1,100, oh god i can't talk this morning 1000 <laughs> 1100 1, there we go 1056 yards and 12 touchdowns uh he had 10 catches he averaged 8.9 yards per carry uh, in 2018 2019 he had 1011 yards six touchdowns 6.5 yards per carry and 15 catches um the big Obviously the big difference there is there wasn't a whole, you know, there was about 40 more carries came to him in 2019. The yards per carry went down, but 6.5 yards per carry is still really solid. I don't care what anybody wants to say per se about that. There is so many interesting stats that I'm going to point out to you guys that uh, sound very, very similar to Stoops. Um, seven of seven of the nine games in his two seasons as running backs that he's had 15 or more carries went for 100 plus yards right versus Oklahoma State 22 carries 160 a touchdown 7.3 yards per carry versus TCU 25 carries 149 six point uh yards a carry and then another game 25 carries 171 yards and two touchdowns another one 21 182 and a touchdown The four times that he has had the ball 25 or more times, he averaged 23 carries, 165 yards, and a touchdown, right? When you think about these things and then you you log the amounts of games of which that you saw him play and he just kind of sat there on the sidelines and and didn't have as many carries. I mean, just like you stated earlier, I've got games of four carries, six carries, seven carries, eight carries, three carries. It's like what – what is going on? I, I could have broken it down a little bit even more whenever I go down to even 10 carries. He had two games of 105 and, and, and 70 yards and a pair of touchdowns. The, the fact of the matter is, is they're gonna be able to feed this ball, right? Like I said, he's gonna be a good security uh, security blanket for Spencer Rattler this year. Rattler's coming into his first year as a starter, and they're going to want to, you know, Rattler is that you know dual threat quarterback as well, right? So he's gonna have the same effect that kind of hurts had there. But obviously, I don't think he's as fast as Hertz was. Well, let's look at some of the pros here. He averaged 6.7 yards per carry on first down. 53% of his carries came on first down as well. That's an insane stat that I was looking at. I was like, all right, how many carries did he have on first down? 101 of his 165 touches came on first down. 101. (laughs) Okay, that to me is something that was absolutely insane. One in three touch one in, one in three of his touches resulted in in first down. It's like one in three point six five, but don't hold me to those. You know, dot 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 numbers there. Um, it, it, it this is another weird stat for you. Are you. Ready for this one? He had seven carries all year on third down. The entire season, thirteen games in the entire season. My man only had seven carries on third. Now, don't get me wrong. They didn't run a lot of plays. They were blowing out a lot of people, and that stuff can be skewed. But seven carries on third down is just an absolute travesty. The crazy thing about it is the seven of those carries that he got, four of those resulted in first downs on third down. So he's got a high rate of converting his yards for first downs and no matter where he is in the field, especially with one in three carries being for first down. I love his balance. He's got patience after contact, which resulted in ranking first in the Big 12 last year with a PFF grade and yards after contact per attempt outside the tackle at 4.8 yards. Pretty impressive, considering that you're in the same conference with Chuba Hubbard, who had 2.3 million yards last year. That's another thing that kind of really uh, uh, impressed me about Brooks. Smooth and fights for the extra yards. I I love that as well. Kind of diving into a little bit more about the cons here, though. There's a few things that we talk about on this show very specific and very important as a running back. You gotta be a three-down back in this league. Okay. Period. His pass protection has got to improve this year. There's a few times that I saw there's a breakdown in the pocket, and man, he he almost got hurts killed. And that's and that was just a fact. The pass protection can be very brutal at times. And then of course, 20 catches in two seasons. Um I, I understand that that the I don't think that this offense is really set up, per se, to, to let the running back kind of be that, uh, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. But 20 catches in two seasons is not a whole lot. That's something I'm going to need to see him approve upon. Can he be that third down back, right? You're gonna to have to ask that answer that question on the next level. Whenever you're getting drafted, when you're going through that draft process, same thing we talked about with Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn went back for that senior year just so that he could get better at pass catching because he knew that his his value would only escalate, being able to catch passes passes out of the backfield. Um, there's a few other things. So in the t- his 10 catches last year, this is the crazy one. 10 catches last year, four of those came against Baylor. So in 12 other games, he had six total catches. You have got to improve stuff like that, right? Those are the important stats that we're going to look at on – when especially when you're drafting guys, right? You're wanting a guy that that just does not produce on the ground. You want a guy that produces on the ground in the air. You know what I mean? Those, those catches catch up. You know what I mean? If you have two or three catches a game, it's two or three extra points, right? Not even including the yards. You know what I'm saying? So if you get an extra four points off of your running back just by catching balls, that, that it's a whole different ball game there. Okay, so I do think that the outlook this year – another funny stat, you talked about the offensive line. Oklahoma is returning all five starting offensive linemen this year, all five starting. That is going to be pivotal, and it's going to be key. Okay, we understand that there hasn't really been much of an offseason. Rattler has had an all-entire – he had the all-entire all of last year in that offense right behind Hurts, but he was still fluent within understanding the play call, so it's not like he's new to the offense. So they're not going to have to worry about relying, per se, on Brooks. But at the same time, Brooks is going to – have to be that guy that jump starts this offense. The same way you talked about with Ingram or even Robinson, they're going to have to get him the ball to open up the play action, to open up the field down the field. You know, they they did, you know, they have Rambo, but they lost Lamb. Lamb's a big key, you know, big key to that offense and what made it so successful is being able to catch the ball and run out the catch. Rambo's pretty solid. I like him. I saw a lot of his tape whenever I was watching Brooks, and Rambo's somebody to keep an eye on as well. Um, not to get off topic here, <laughs> I, I like to – I well, you know, when you watch tape, it's interesting to see what you see from a, other people, right? It's just like when you're watching the quarterback tape, you start eyeballing these receivers, and it's like, oh, wh- well, who's that guy?
2: Well, and cool. it's it's crazy too because, like you said, and I'm not trying to go no, on, things, but you created it. So it's like you watch – like I'm going to go watch film on, let's just say, Spencer Rattler, right? I mean, I don't yeah. so much, but hey, we're going to watch that. And then you start, you're like, man, who's who's the – Oh, okay, prime example when we were watching um all oh, that high school quarterback. Yeah, he's um, like
1: the best high school quarterback prospect of the year. But then yeah. we were just
2: like, man, who's number nine? Like yep. it was so it was just kind of like you start seeing the other guys, and then now you're watching the other guy, not yep. who you originally watched. So exactly, it, it happens a lot.
1: Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, you want to see, um, you start wanting to see more. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna jot down Rambo's name over here, mm-hmm. you know, for future reference. And that's exactly what you do. You you might not look at everything what he's doing at right that second, but he's 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 somebody that's on your radar now. You know what I mean? You you see other guys on the radar. I mean, like I said, he had big games last year. Oklahoma State, he had a big game against TCU, had a big game against Ohio- Iowa State. You know, get this man the ball. Even the game against Texas last year. It's funny. Oklahoma versus Texas he had ten carries and went for 105 yards, right? 10 carries, 105 yards. Get the man the ball. If you're averaging 10 yards per carry, again, obviously, in that same game, Jalen Hurts had 17 carries for 135. It's funny that we, we even talk about Ingram. Ingram had two carries for nine yards in that mm-hmm. game. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's games like that where you're just like, get this man the ball. If you have a guy that's ripping off play after play after play, you got to get him the ball. You know, his, he had a touchdown regression last year from 12 to 6. That was something that was alarming. But I don't see that as alarming as much because, you know, again, Jalen Hurts is out there. He's got, you know, who he had, what, over 50 touchdowns last year combined with passing and, and running the ball? I think he had, like, 20-some rushing touchdowns last year. You know what I mean? So it, it's something that it, that can be accounted for that I don't think is at the fault of Brooks. But the things that Brooks needs to improve upon heading into this season, I think the outlook is very, very nice. Like I said, all five re- offensive linemen returning. I think he's going to be that security blanket. Lincoln Riley's going to get him, you know, he's going to rely on Brooks to kind of jumpstart that offense. I like to see him more smooth and, you know, in the wide receiver game next year. I like to see him catch passes, but not just when he catches the passes. I want to see some better action after he catches the passes. I want to see some of that smooth transition that he shows when he is handed off the ball. Uh, to come whenever he catches the pass as well. That, to me, is just as important as, as running the ball, especially heading on to the next level, especially since we're talking the Debbie aspect. Just like we talked about with with um, Ingram, you can have him from cheap. You know, Brooks might not be as cheap, but it's understanding, look, am I going to get a three-down value out of this guy? And right now the answer is no. Um, if they can rely on Brooks, feed him the ball, I think he's going to be well on his way to third straight 1,000-yard season easily this year, mm-hmm. as long as barring injury. Um, Brooks will have another 1,000 yard season. I think he'll join like two other running backs in the history of Oklahoma to have a 1,000 yard season back to back to back, which is crazy to think about for a guy that only has 260 some carries in his career at Oklahoma. But like I said, I like Brooks a whole lot, and I think that there's going to be potential for, you know, growth there. There has to be has to be this year, or he's just going to be one of those guys that fall fifth, sixth, seventh round that kind of flies off completely off the radar if he doesn't improve upon uh, his pass protection. Uh, real quick before I, I'm done here, um, why I know this guy can be a work workhorse, we, we talk about, um, you know, high school stats sometimes, right? As a junior, he ran for 3,522 rushing yards in his junior season. It's eighth all time in the state of Texas. And then in his uh, in his senior year, he had 2,865 yards and he had 40 touchdowns in 11 games in his senior year in high school. The man can carry the ball. You know what I mean? He can be a workhorse, just like you talked about with Ingram. He can be a work ho- workhorse. Let him be a workhorse. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like, let the guy do his job. You know what I mean? He averaged 6.5 yards a carry. You know what I mean? Between the two seasons, I think it's like seven point some yards per carry. Seven yards a carry is beautiful, especially on first down. My man was averaging almost seven yards a carry on first down. That means second down. You know what I mean? Like it's second down to three. What? You have yeah. two downs to get three yards. You know what I'm saying? Especially within that offense. I, I don't mean to go on a tangent here. But real quick before we go, what we talked about doing is adding a little something, something to our the end of our podcast each and every week. And we're going to rank our top three guys within the conference um, You know, at the, at the particular position. So stoops, go ahead and give us your top three in the Big 12.
2: Yeah. So my 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 top three, um obviously sitting at number one for me, it's it's Chuba. Um he's just he's just the guy, right? I mean, he's he's been doing it. Um he's gonna continue to do it. And I'm very and I've said this, I'm very excited to see what Oklahoma State does this season. I think they can be one of those dark horse teams that a lot of people, they're not necessarily overlooking, but they're not talking about them either, right? I think they could very well be a team, or be the team that comes out of the Big 12, and, and you know potentially make the college football playoff season. Anyway, Chuba Hubbard sitting at number one for me. Brees Hall, um, I got him sitting at number two in the 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 running back rankings out of the Big 12. And then for me, I, I kind of toyed around with the third. I, I wasn't really sure, but I kind of went back to my 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 inner feelings that I've had for a while, and uh, I'm putting Puka Williams at number three. I really like him. His size isn't the most appealing at the next level. I get that, right? He's not a huge guy, but we've seen it translate before. Is it as common? No, definitely not. But just talent wise, I mean, he can—he's a physical runner for his size. He can catch the ball very well. He's fast. He can—he can do a lot of things really well. So, I had Chuba one, Brees Hall um, number two, and I've got Puka sitting at number three.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that Chuba, you know, when everybody, somebody, somebody listened to this podcast, why didn't you talk about Chuba? We talked about Chuba a lot a last lot. year, right? We've got a couple podcasts where we broke down Chuba because everybody in the world thought Chuba was coming out, right? Yeah. yeah. Chuba probably would have been the first running back off the board. Had he come out, Chuba is one of the best running backs in this class. I love watching Chuba. I mean, the guy had 2,094 yards last year, 21 rushing touchdowns. Like, he was a monster. We even talked about him a little bit last week with Kane. It's like, they know to stop Chuba, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, he still averages 6.4 yards a carry. Last year, he had every game last year except for one was over 100 yards. He had a game where he had 296, 256, 221, 223. He had four games over 200 yards last year. You know what I mean? And you know what's crazy? I didn't even realize this until now. So the four games that he rushed for 200 yards, 11.2 yards per carry, 11.8 yards per carry, 8 point yards per eight, eight yards a carry, and then 8.5 yards per carry. He still managed, even after rushing for 200 and plus yards, still averaged to manage over 8 yards a carry. That's, that, That's to crazy. me, is insane. Um, all right, folks. So for me, uh, I'm glad you brought up Puka because I got Puka in my top three as well. So obviously, Chuba's number one. There's, there's, that wasn't even possibly for discussing. Uh, actually, Puka, too. Um, I love Puka as well. I'm a big Puka guy. Um, I got a couple shares of Puka in a couple leagues that we're in. Um, And I actually have – it's like I kind of cheated. It was like a Hall-Brooks, you know what I mean? Uh, Brees Hall and then Kennedy Brooks. I I put Hall a little bit higher because I feel like he's another one of those guys that in my opinion that he's really, really good. He actually catches the ball, and Mm -hmm. that to me is something that's very, very important, and he kind of has that above Brooks. So Hall would definitely be my number three. I don't know, man. I I agree with you. There's something about Puka – you know, he reminds you of a little bit of, like, the Darren Sproles. You know what I mean? The small guy. He's athletic. I think that he's going to be kick returning in the NFL. But you're just going to be able to line him up in different positions all over the football field. So, all right, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Um, we will be back next week to talk Big 12 wide receivers. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.
2: See you all later.